Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm excited to bring you today's featured guests. We actually have two of them, Dr. Elspeth Moit and Freddie Zental Weaver. Elspeth and Freddie Zental, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Ken. Hi, Ken. Yeah, great to be here. For any of you who don't know these folks yet, Dr. Elspeth Moit and Freddie Zental Weaver have assisted more than 10,000 couples and singles in expanding their love and relationship and rekindling their creative spark over the past two decades. They're best-selling authors of Actual Enlightenment, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Life, Love, and Intimacy. They're also the founders of Tantra Nova Institute in Chicago, Illinois. They're internationally renowned workshop leaders, relationship and intimacy coaches, as well as certified Tantra yoga teachers. Elspeth and Freddie Zental lead couples retreats for Young Presidents Organization and at Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health in Western Massachusetts. They were featured on Showtime's documentary series, Sexual Healing, and the Emmy Award-winning NBC show, Starting Over. Elspeth and Freddie Zental are beloveds life and business partners, and they reside in Chicago, Illinois. Elspeth and Freddie Zental, take a minute and fill in any blanks from that intro and, and give us a glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Yes, particularly how we, um, you know, got together, how we found each other. Mm-hmm. Would you share that? Yeah, that was uh, 15 years ago. Both Elspeth and I come from the corporate world. And I was in uh, marketing with software in the software industry, um, vertical. And I had been in San Francisco for 15 years and was pretty, you know, not really inspired at all by what I was doing after 15 years of doing it. And um, an opportunity with a company opened up in Chicago. So I got the job. They hired me and moved me here. That was 15 years ago. And I had been involved in Tantra since I was a young uh, teen. Uh, off and on workshops and reading and so on and uh, putting it into my personal relationships and anyway I was single at the time when they I got hired here in Chicago and um, I was looking for a tantra partner a Shakti and Elspeth had her profile online on a, a website that we both were uh, part of and uh, we met and that was like uh, immediately we met and we formed, you know pulled our resources and uh, she was going through a two-year program to teach this certification program, so I subsequently did the same program, and that was 15 years ago. And since then, we've, you know, as you said, books and tapes and workshops all over the world now. That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah really, it was quite phenomenal, Ken. When we met, uh, I really had read it myself to bring the beloved into my life because I was quite despaired for a number of years. Uh, not being able to do that. I was attracted to unavailable men. That was a pattern. And at some point I just said, okay, Elspeth, you know, unless you see what's there that you bring to the party, nothing is going to change. I will just keep doing the same. 
And that was the time when I put myself on the path of the tantric practice and meditation. And it was so, you know, impactful and life-shifting. And I discovered that I had held distrust in myself towards men, particularly in my sexual center. And uh, healing and clearing that was an opening that allowed me to trust myself more and then men in general more. And then six months later, Freddie Sintal showed up in my life. You know, mm. no mistake. Right, yeah. And so I'm just very blessed not only to have met him, but also to have created our life as beloveds, as business partners, as partners in life and really, you know, walking the talk because that's the place from which we also teach. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so I, I want to ask you, because you, we've talked about Tantra a little bit, and I know you're Tantra yoga instructors and so on, and I think that's one of those terms that there's a lot of misinformation out there. Could you clarify for our listeners, what is Tantra? Right. Well, Tantra has, there are a lot of variations of Tantra, but Simply, Tantra is really working consciously with sexual energy, and there's a lot of ways to apply that. Um, what we teach and what we are about with our work and institute are sharing ways and practices of the Tantric yoga aspect and the transformational aspect of the Western world um, for people to learn to draw on what we call the sexual intelligence or sexual energetic intelligence of sexual energy, which is creative and pleasurable if you think of that energy as foundational to sexual energy it creates life and it's pleasurable when we're in it. When we learn to bring consciousness to the sexual, aligned with intention and a developed observer or witness or meditative mind, what starts to show up in other areas of our life outside of the actual sexual act or sexual energetic uh, uh, stimulation is creativity and pleasure. We start listening differently, more deeply to what we're wanting to create in our life. And that's what we found um, over the 15 years we've been teaching this and the thousands of couples and individuals um, we've worked with starts to show up in terms of what they want to create starts to manifest. And it's not magical. It's really just learning how we can get out of our own way about what we're creating, which isn't oftentimes what we say we want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually rather magical, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how it shows up for us then. But really the connection of our life force energy that's sexual in nature with our heart energy or love energy, with our spiritual self, our conscious self. In that sense, it's a reintegration. And, you know, again, we are so blessed to have learned about that Freddie early on his life through his dad, who is a psychiatrist. In, I mean, Freddie in his teens, and I learned about it later in my life. And the wisdoms, you know, of the Asian of the Asian traditions, um, that there is a connection of our sexual, our emotional and spiritual self that we can rekindle, and that is really what we are about, and allowing ourselves and sharing it with others so that they can feel a greater sense of wholeness. Thank you. I really appreciate you making that clarification. I, I personally. I guess it was probably 15 years ago, uh, did a workshop with uh, Charles and Carolyn Muir. And yeah. so that was my exposure to, to Tantra back then. And I'm wondering, as you're, you're, you're talking about this, one of the things that, that I find in a lot of, of partnerships is that it helps to have kind of a guiding principle or something you can come back to when things start to go a little sideways. Do you 
either individually or as a couple have kind of a guiding principle that you use? Well, one is uh, the belly breath. That's a principle that uh, is an actual meditative practice, physical practice, because when things come up between us or in whatever we're doing that don't look like what we expected and wanted or the way it was before, oftentimes we get upset with that. Uh, so when that happens for me, for us, we use what we call the uh, belly breath or uh, parasympathetic breathing, where you consciously bring the breath down into the lungs, obviously, and then further into the diaphragm and extending into the belly. And what that does is it requires your mind to physiologically think about doing that. And it gives us a little bit of a moment away from whatever that impact, the emotional, energetic impact of whatever the situation is. And out of that is that, of course, each of us needs to practice this in the moment. Um, uh, we also, uh, which is an expanded uh, way of, you know, having our mantra uh, show up in our real life, which is then that one of us says, okay, let's breathe. So when we mm. are with each other or one is angry and uh, then we remind ourselves that to breathe because that allows for that pause that Freddie alluded to. And uh, that then gets us out of the spin. Now, of course, that uh, with the, the saying, you know, breathe, that's by agreement. And we gave each other permission long before the upset that when one says that, that's the signal, you know, to breathe and not to continue down uh, the spiral. I really appreciate you bringing that up, Elspeth, because I think that's one of the things a lot of people are like, if I said that and we were already angry, it would be a bigger explosion. But it's it's having that agreement ahead of time that, hey, we can say this to each other. And it's kind of like that safe word that lets us come back to center. Right. Exactly. Nice. Nice. Well, one of the things that, that we've learned with this show is our listeners really love the stories that our guests share of their personal experiences and partnership. And what I'd love to do right now is dive into one of those areas. And, and if you would take us to a time in your life, and this may be individually or together, you know, since you've been together, a time when you kind of tripped up in a partnership. In other words, you know, what were you doing? What did you trip on or, or what caused the problem? And then what were you able to learn from that experience that helped you move forward? Yeah, so there, there was a time a couple, three years ago when um, it was quite a challenge for me. So the situation was that, uh, and we had been looking this for a number of years uh, around, uh, you know, our sexual desires and um, that, uh, you know, that we also identified there were differences. I've been very happy in my relationship with Freddie Santal and haven't had, unlike before I, you know, entered the relationship with Freddie, for many years I was like always on the lookout, was part of that being attracted to unavailable men. It was a game I played. Um, and ever since I've been with Freddie, I've been quite, uh, you know, content and satisfied and um, just really feeling at home here, not only here in our home in Chicago, but also in the relationship. And just there was hadn't been any desire to go outside or explore with other people. Different for Freddie. And we looked into that and I had 
come to be quite open because I want to support him. I want to support him in his evolution, what he is here for to learn. And uh, out of that, of course, I get to learn. Um, and so we had an agreement, you know, that he could explore with certain conditions. And, and then after a while, some breakdowns showed up. And the breakdowns really became not tolerable anymore or acceptable to me because it was really affecting the relationship uh, as I looked at it. And, and there came one day when I said, okay, uh, I really would like that we shift that and shift our agreement and that we totally focus on each other. And of course, that was that moment that I knew Freddie could say that he didn't want that, you know, which could mean that our relationship may go apart. Because I was very clear I didn't want this. And so there was some risk I took. And, um, but I also knew unless I take the risk, risk I'm not staying true to myself. And um, so he took a couple of days, which I was, you know, it was for me like being on needles for two days. And then he came back. And would you share what you came back with? Right. So I decided that that, that would be great because this was my primary relationship. And even in my wanting to, you know, experience and be with other people didn't mean I wasn't satisfied in this relationship with what we've created, Elspeth and I. Because um, just to be clear, this relationship has been more for me than any relationship I've ever been in. Um, so, so I agreed, and so here we are. <laughs> yes, and also what, where, where we came together, again, was that we both saw how important the relationship is for each other and our commitment, that we are committed to the relationship and our work together because it's, our work is such an integral part of who we are in the world, who we are to each other, and that this has priority, more importance than anything else. You know, that's such a great story, and I, I appreciate you being so vulnerable and honest with that. And one of the things that, that stood out to me was, Elspeth, when you talked about, you know, you, you were aware of the inherent risk in, in saying this to Freddie. You're like, this could be the end. He could say no, and this is over. And yet when you asked him, and yeah, you had a couple days on pins and needles, but you gave him the space to find his answer. And I think that's so important that we realize that because it's it's hard to do. It's incredibly hard to do when you're on pins and needles. You're just like, oh my gosh, I wish they'd answer right away because then this will be over. Right. But we need to create that space. That's part of partnership is allowing our partner to operate the way they operate. Right. Yeah, and I also can wanted him to either be in the relationship or not. You know, mm -hmm. so it was for me. It was there was a sense of total freedom. I claim for myself, and I of course, you know, ask him to claim for himself. And um, so I, in that sense, I only could gain with respect to authenticity. Yes. Yes, wonderful. Well, what I'd like to do now, folks, is, is 
kind of switch gears a little bit. What, what I'd like you to do is share a story of a time when you had what I call one of those duh moments when you're just going, really? How, how did I miss this? How could I possibly have been such a knucklehead for so long? And what I'd like you to do is share with us the story of what happened. And then how did you take that wake up moment and make it into a building block for future partnerships? Okay, so that is another story <laughs> with respect to how we, um, you know, support each other in this to have da moments. So um, we have also the agreement to really listen to each other with respect to, uh, you know, when the other sees something about uh, me or I see about Freddie, particularly in terms of our teaching. So when we are in front of people. And not necessarily to do with this in front of people, but afterwards we take stock. And so there was this moment, um, you know, when uh, I was coaching a participant in a workshop and or was about to, and Freddie put his hand on my thigh and said, don't go there. And I just thought, no, I really want to support this person. You know, I really want to have, want him to have a breakthrough. And Freddie said, no, don't go there. But I did anyway. And out of, which was not then, didn't go so well. I mean, the <laughs> for that person didn't end up, you know, really, you know, with great results. And, um, and then we talked about it further. And I knew when Freddie, Freddie's quite intuitive, particularly when he smells that a person is not ready or, you know, may have some emotional uh, background that where well, that person may, may not be ready. And so for me, it was like the star moment because I had the sense that I should be following Freddie, but I didn't do it. And so it was a great learning, you know, like waking up to, wow, trust your guy when he tells you not to move forward with something. That's a great one. So, Freddie, is there anything you wanted to add to that? Well, I think that uh, Elspeth is correct that we both share uh, a common commitment to get off of it when one or the other sees something that we might not see, even though we may vehemently disagree, but to give it space and give it some breath. Um, so I think in that I was gentle. I didn't know. Oh, I told you so. Na 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 na. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It was just um, great. You know. We all learn from something, and um, you know that person was going to have an issue either way if we'd done something or done nothing. So six of one half does the other in that situation. But um, just it was, you know another example of our commitment to doing this work and, and what happens in being committed to doing this work in terms of the transformation that happens for people and for us as we're continuing to do this work. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate you sharing that because it's one of the, the gifts we receive whenever we have a couple on the show, which we've had a few times before, which is yes. that experience of hearing the couple actually talk about how this is a work in progress. Oh, yeah. This isn't a, oh, yeah, happily ever after. We said I do and it's done. Um, it's it's continual. And that's part of the partnership is being there when it's, you know, the stumbles as well as the, the wonderful everything's going swimmingly. So 
I, I really appreciate you being candid about that because it, it's something that we all need reminders on because it's easy to go, oh, no, it's all just going to be, you know, fairy dust and roses. And it's like, no, it's it's it. Th- that's that's the marketing part of it. That's not the reality. And we've got to really be aware of what we're getting into is more than just, you know, the, the great uh, high points all the time. And, you know, I think beneath risk, you know, as we continue to do the practice, you know, the belly breath that we talked about earlier is essential because when we really start working with the belly breath consciously, um, just beneath all the upsets, disconnects and the antithesis of, you know, the roses and the wine and, the, and, and uh, wonderfulness is that just beneath the upset and the disconnect is that. Uh, and we can get there more quickly. As I say, with Elsbeth and I, things don't stop coming up. It's just they don't stick around as long. Mm, that's a really good point. They don't stop coming up. They just don't stick around as long. I like that. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears just again. And what I'd love to do is ask the two of you to share a, a story of one of your proudest partnership moments. And what I mean by that is, is one of those times where you just think about that moment and it, you can't help but smile. So I have to think about this for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, you know, this does happen with us a lot. I know sometimes people listen to what we do and they kind of go, well, it seems a little woo-woo, you know, how do you get, you know, uh, enlightenment from anything sexual? But, you know, when you think about it, sex was creating life before we were aware of our own existence. You know, so there's an intelligence. Um, And if you look at even further science, it all seems woo-woo, you know, single-celled amoebas, multi-celled organisms, (laughs) universe Mm -hmm. goes on forever, you know, really. Um, So... I think one of one of, for me one of our one of my proudest moments is really starting this work and continuing to do this work over the last 15 years, and looking up now 15 years later, uh, and seeing that we're we're still here and we're thriving, and people keep coming and we continue to grow, and the work is so relevant to, I believe, peace on earth and a, a furthering of transforming how we are with each other as humans, and. Um, that for me is just, uh, I never thought, you know, 20 years ago that I'd be doing this with Elspeth in Chicago. Yeah. So that's and, just amazing. Yeah. And building on that is, you know, my proudest moments are when I, um, I'm in touch with the gift that we are to each other after having struggled so much in terms of relationship, intimate relationship partnership in my the earlier years of my life to be in a relationship where we both can thrive and where we also can share with others and model what it may mean to create fulfilling partnership and model not like oh we are modeling it now no it's just in being ourselves because, you know, Ken, there are moments in workshops when people notice that we have differences. And these are sometimes not, you know, pleasant moments when something comes up. However, the way how we move with these moments then and how that can be so meaningful to others. And they often say this, participants in the workshops afterwards, you know, what I love about the two of you is that you are just yourselves. And we can learn how to deal with anger and upset in a way instead just of, you know, uh, suppressing it or just being a victim to it and, uh, you know, uh, just losing it. 
And that is really something I'm proud of because it's been taking a lot of work, honestly. You know, it continues to take work. But that is these moments when we step in and out like this dynamic and, um, and we can share that there's another possibility of reconnecting out of uh, an upset or differences. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. And, and I, I don't know if, how many of our listeners are picking up on this because I, I know that a lot of them, you know, they, they learn through listening. That's one of the reasons they love podcasts. But one of the things that, that I love is I can hear the partnership in your conversation. <laughs> and it's very apparent to me that that's, it's part of the dance that is your life. And so it's really fun to to witness that and just in hearing you. So I can imagine what it's like to, you know, be in a room where you're teaching and we see you work through these things and whatever may be going on. And that level of authenticity is so valuable because I think you're right. There's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, just putting on the best, best face all the time in our culture that we forget. It's funny. I had somebody, I can't remember who it was specifically on the show. And they said, isn't it odd? We have to be reminded to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You'd think that's inherent, mm-hmm. but we've lost touch with it because it's been kind of like, no, don't be honest about how you feel. Make sure you're smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Elspeth and Freddie Zental, we've arrived at a part of the show I call Bring It All Home. Mm-hmm. And this is where we kind of step away from the stories a little bit. And what I ask you to do is provide some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners so they can take it and apply it in their partnerships right now. Where I'd like to start is from each of you to find out what would you say is the best partnership or you might call it relationship advice that you've ever received from someone? Yeah, oh, I love to answer that. Uh, the best advi- advice um, was to open my heart and be curious. So when I either want something from Freddie or he wants something from me, uh, or again, when we have a difference, uh, or just opening something up, you know, a new possibility, is to really be open in my heart center, my chest, like I do this as a practice to focus on that place in my body instead of being so much in my head. And then from that place, being curious, like, you know, what about if we took a trip together? Or what about if we create a new workshop? You know, instead of coming, oh, you know, what I've been thinking of is like, we should be doing this. Um, and then in this, the question, posing the question, which I like to look at uh, as an invitation, then he can uh, look and say, hmm, yeah, let's explore, you know, let's further explore. Or when there is a difference we have, uh, when he, you know, doesn't want to do something I ask him to. It could be a simple thing in, you know, in the house or could be something around the business. And, um, you know, there's a resistance also could be expressed in words or just in his physical expression. Instead of me resisting back to, hmm, would you share with me what, you know, what's what's going on for you right now or what I said uh, has landed for you. And then he can look um, uh, instead of me saying, 
you know, you you are never open to me when I have a suggestion. <laughs> you know, these generalities. Um, and so the advice of opening my heart or open your heart and be curious. Nice. How about you, Ferdisantal? Well, there's a song that sings as, and the lyric is, if you love somebody, let them free, right? And that's not to say, well, I'm leaving the relationship, do whatever you want to do. No, you can have, obviously, certain agreements within the relationship. I think, though, as Elspeth said, and to build on that, to be curious that the other is an individual, too. You know, if I was in the forest by myself, I'd be fine, you know. <laughs> but some of our biggest triggers happen in relationship. And those are opportunities for us to see something about ourselves that if we weren't in the relationship, we wouldn't see. So to use and see the, the relationship as an opportunity to uh, have a personal growth and transformation uh, around those things that we don't see about how we're living our life and how we can allow others to live their life and also be clear in our agreements. So those are, those are um, so that's some of the best advice I ever got. Yeah, that's, both of those are fantastic. Thank you. Well, let me ask you this then. If you had to pick off your bookshelf one book, or maybe it's not even a book, maybe it's a resource that you would re recommend to our listeners, what would that one be and why? Yeah, we have a great book uh, in our library, which is called The Power of Partnership by uh, Rian Eisler. Um, and she applies the the her principles of partnership both to intimate partnership uh, to business partnership to local partnerships in a community uh, to country partnerships and that there are the same principles running through and um, uh, the key notion she introduces is that now in our times we are shifting from uh, a hierarchical model to a partnership model uh, which is horizontal um, so where there is not like the you know like in a hierarchical there's one is up and one is down uh, and um, in the partnership model is where there is not one up or one down nobody dominates another um, this is where, in that horizontal partnership model, is where listening arises, where that freedom that uh, Freddie alluded to, that both of us are individuals, and each of us is in their own evolution, and we have come together yet to honor the other in their individuality, in their individual evolution, why they are here, while we mutually support us. And that book really has made such a huge difference in my life, in the way how I view partnership, and I actually highly recommend it, The Power of Partnership. Thank you. The other book I would recommend is our book, Sexual Enlightenment. <laughs> Great. About Dr. Elspeth Moyton, Freddie Zintal. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, good. So, as we wrap up, what I'd love to have you do is share a quick example of a specific, what I call payoff of partnership. In other words, it's something you were able to do or create or experience that would not have happened if you hadn't been in partnership. Yes. I lost that question. 
um, what has uh, become very clear to me, having done the this partnership and the business together uh, with Freddie Sintal, is that while I have been bringing my gifts and my talents and my uh, resolve and commitment to my relationship and uh, to our work together in the world. However, without Freddie as a committed partner, I could not have accelerated in the way I have. I could not have really come to expressing myself as a force, as a voice to reckon with, with respect to bringing transformation in terms of relationship, of um, couplehood, of, uh, you know, our sexual, spiritual self. Um, I probably would do something similar without Freddie, but it wouldn't be with the same power that we bring as a couple. And, um, and I want to emphasize that really since I have been with Freddie, I have come fully into myself who I am and why I am on this planet and what my legacy is. So I, I'm deeply grateful and I know without you it, um, I wouldn't be here. Well, it wouldn't look like this. It'd be something great, I'm sure. But I think for me as well, Ken, for me, the relationship has been something that has completed everything. You know, the different things that I've done in my life that I'd love to do became jobs later and I kind of lost interest or lost the, the um, enthusiasm around it. And then creating this and owning this as authentic as I can be, it is as authentic as I can be in my life. And it's participating in the world in a positive way and, and um, sharing uh, uh, processes and exercises and things with people that are that they can take with them and uh, be better in their life in terms of being happier and uh, move more quickly through the upsets. So um, I'd say for me, it's meeting Elsbeth and uh, creating Tantra Nova. And again, the relationship is what allowed that for me to manifest in the way that it is now. I'd probably be doing something else, but it wouldn't look like this. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's such a, a important point to remember is we could still be doing something amazing with our lives, but there's something different that happens. It's an exponential change that happens when we're in partnership. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, and Ken, it's not just uh, like one plus one equals two. It's more like one plus one equals infinity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, it's it's obviously clear to myself and I'm sure to our listeners as well that there's a ton of information available through the two of you. And I'm wondering if you would share with our listeners how they can contact you and learn more about what you do. Yeah, the easiest way is uh, looking up our website, tantranova.com, T-A-N-T-R-A-N-O-V-A.com. There's lots of information and videos already on the website just to learn more what's available and the depth of it and all our workshops, retreats, one-on-one -on -one programs are listed there as well. Great. Excellent. And for any of you listening, if you didn't have a chance to jot that down, maybe you're busy doing something else, as a lot of people are when they listen to podcasts, it will be on the website. Just go to speakingofpartnership.com. 
put in Elspeth and Freddie's names and you will get to their show page and it will have the links right there so it's really easy for you to connect with them. Well, Elspeth and Freddie Zental, I want to thank you so much. Your, your stories, your, your candor, it's been incredible. And I just, I can't thank you enough for being here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for doing the work, Ken. This is all, all that makes a difference in the world. It's lots of love. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.